afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Marty, minister to the Grace Adventist Centre and Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Churches right here in Adelaide. And uh, I'm joined by Pastor Gary. Gary, it's great to be back. How have you been this uh, this since we were here last week? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, really, really good. It's been a it's been a wonderful uh, week. I'm feeling incredibly uh, blessed. Uh, we uh, uh, I'm certainly preaching a, a series at the present time over at my church on the on the work and power uh, of the Holy Spirit. I've certainly done two of those uh, those four, and uh, I'm just feeling incredibly I'm feeling incredibly blessed. At the moment. It's a subject that we need to continually preach on and study. And um, there's a lot of, you know, the Holy Spirit is mysterious to a lot of people. So if they're, if our listeners, I want to just encourage our listeners today, you're uh, here in Adelaide, why not just pop over to Brighton Church on Sabbath? And uh, on, that's this Saturday. And uh, you'll, yeah, you'll yeah. be able to hear uh, Pastor Gary speak and, uh, and uh, you'll hear a, a powerful message on the Holy Spirit. And, and um, that's, again, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Hey, and while we're on doing a bit of promos, let me just uh, take this opportunity to share that if you uh, tend to live towards the hills in Stirling this Saturday, three, 3rd of June at 11 a.m., Creation Ministries International, Dr. Taz Walker, international speaker, writer, and geologist, is going to be presenting Creation, Why Does It Matter? at the Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church. It's at 45 Snows Road. So once again, that is Dr. Taz Walker. He'll be speaking this Saturday, 11 a.m., at Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church. You won't want to miss that. Um, fantastic material that comes out of Creation Ministries International. Very solid biblical material there. Yeah, no, can I just say that there, Marty, uh, this uh, the Creation Ministries to me is one of the, uh, certainly at the forefront of uh, Creation Ministry debate. They've got excellent uh, material. Uh, I know we had uh, had these guys just very recently over at the uh, uh, over at the Brighton uh, Church. They were there for a full day presenting Senator uh, Dr. Ron Neller over there uh, presented an absolutely wonderful uh, program, uh, did a fantastic job. And look, I, I would encourage anyone who uh, can possibly get to uh, hear the Creation Ministries uh, present a share, I just encourage them to do it. And certainly up there at Sterling uh, this particular Saturday, I think it's going to be a, a fantastic day. So what was that address again? So it's 45 Snows Road, Sterling. Yeah, Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church, Pastor Gary. And, and uh, yeah, I know the folk there are really looking forward to hosting. They're even going to put on a free lunch for anyone who shows up. So mm. that sounds pretty good to me. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, it's great to be here. We're actually continuing our theme that started yesterday. The theme is death and the supernatural. Is there a link? And so we're going to be looking at this a little bit later on in our program today. But first of all, we're going to come to some news and... And uh, today, I, as I looked um, at some of the news headlines, this this particular article caught my attention. It it's one that uh, that is um, it's 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 one that is is very sad, but it's something that I think that many of us can relate to. It's called tragic train collision claims lives of pastors' two daughters. 
A church in the, the U.S. state of Kansas is mourning the loss of their pastor's two daughters after the family was involved in a train collision. Local news outlet reports say Pastor Chad Fryer from Crossroads Cowboy Church Bismarck was travelling with his three children when a train hit the vehicle. He and his son survived the accident and are being treated for their injuries. His wife, Rachel, was at home at the time. Well, it's uh, whilst it's good that Pastor Chad and his, his son, uh, Bo, uh, are, are doing really well, it is absolutely tragic that his two daughters um, passed away in this terrible accident. And Pastor Gary, it just, you know, when we talk about this this theme of what happens when we die and, you know, these kinds of things, it, it, it really does bring bring these questions to mind because death touches all of us. It impacts all of us. Sometimes it happens out of, it happens so suddenly, so tragically. And I just wanted to ask you, Pastor Gary, you know, how important is it to have faith amid tragedy? Yeah, look, I, look, can I say, Marty, this is one of the, one of the, Worst things that can happen uh, in a person's life. You know, I, I know myself as a, as a pastor. I've on on a number of occasions I've received a a late night phone call. You know, somebody uh, has just said to me, Pastor, you know, this is what's just happened. You know, maybe it's been a car accident. Mm. You know, a person has lost their life unexpectedly, and so you 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 get out of bed, you uh, you go, you and you sit with a what is in effect a. a what is a grieving family? Mm. You know, mm. this this is something that I, I just sort of look at. And I mean, how can you explain it? You can't. You can't. Uh, that's the that's the reality mm. Mm. of this uh, this particular situation. You know, there are uh, there are some people who I'm just so conscious do actually say things like, uh, you know, I mean, uh, once you're a Christian, then you're only going to be receive the Lord's blessings. I've heard mm. that. Have you have you ever heard that mm. that sort of thing before? Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's this idea that uh, if I give my life to Jesus, uh, nothing wrong is going to happen. And, and uh, well, it, it, it just it just doesn't fit because the reality is is that uh, on so many occasions, people who uh, who come to Christ, bad things do happen to people mm, who mm. come to Christ. You know, in fact, if I go to the uh, to, to the epistles, you know, I think of you know Paul Paul's letter to the to the Hebrews. You know, you've got uh, Hebrews chapter eleven there. Of course, it's the great faith chapter. I love this. Uh, this chapter because it lists all these heroes of faith. You know, by faith they worked. You know, mighty miracles. They built arcs. They rejected Egypt. You know, you got all of these. You know, mighty things uh, that took place. Uh, but then uh, you get a change in the second half of the uh, second half of that chapter. It just turns around. But others, and uh, you get this. Mm, but mm. others. You know, horrible things happen to others who. We're living by faith. Absolutely. You know, and to me, this Absolutely. is the, this is the thing that I think it's so important to actually realize that, uh, in fact, because, uh, uh, because something, um, uh, something bad happens, it's not because of anything that I've done. You know, we're living in a, in a world of, uh, of sin and of death, pain and suffering. Yes, the time's going to come when that is going to be done away with. But right now we're living in that world and do bad things happen to good people? Yes, they do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, Marty, uh, to me, uh, many times when I've, you know, been called to sit and, and minister to, uh, uh, to people in this situation, oh, all I can do is, is just sit quietly with them and sometimes cry. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, yeah. what, what do you say? That's right. That's right. Yeah. These, these, this is a door that God never intended to be opened. This door that is of sin that has brought suffering and untold tragedy in, in our world today. And, and we, we, we do, we, we do struggle to, grapple with with this and and it does test our faith when we go through difficult times and and yet um and yet our faith is often what can pull us pull us through these tragedies more than more than anything else it's the fact that we um that god is with us in the midst of suffering yeah um yeah. he's not the one who sends it it's a bit like the you know the story of job and i mean you know he he's untold untold tragedy that hits this man and um and yet, uh, he, he, he trusts that somehow God is with him well, you through t- this. He questions. He does. Of course he questions. He doesn't understand why, but he still says, I know that my Redeemer lives and one day I'll see him again. And I think that that, what you've just said is so important. He did ask questions. He did ask questions. And, uh, uh, you know, those questions weren't resolved in his mind, in his mind, you know, to, to me, we understand from looking behind the scenes and reading the, uh, the book of Job, we know what's happening behind the, the scenes, but there's no indication that Job actually knew what was happening behind yeah, the scenes. That's right. He had to that's move right. by faith. You know, I think of, you know, even, uh, even, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, yeah. when he was in the, uh, in the garden of Gethsemane, uh, he's praying, you know, nobody prays more powerful prayers than Christ himself. Mm. He turns and he says, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, you know, because he's grieving. He doesn't want to go through what it is that he knows he's going to be going through. Uh, and yet at the end of his prayer, he says, yet not my will, but your will be done. This isn't, you know, death and suffering is never God's will. But, you know, I, I'm just so conscious that uh, sometimes uh, those, those questions that, that Job asked, that, that Christ asked, are questions that we also yeah. can quite legitimately ask. Mm. And the best response I know, certainly from, from my perspective, is when you are with somebody who is struggling, often to pray with them, uh, but to cry with them as well mm. is just mm. so, dare I say it, essential. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and this is that's very much, I, I guess, what we see in God's heart in in Isaiah sixty three verse. I think it's verse nine. It says, "In all their affliction, He was afflicted." Mm. This uh, the the pain that that touches us, it touches God's heart too. It does. It does. It does. And. And you know, uh, yeah, Pastor Gary reminds me of, of, yeah, being sometimes in the audience at particular funerals and, and even though sometimes, um, uh, you know, your, your relationship with the person and et cetera who has gone through that loss, you may not have known them for even that long, but mm. it, it touches a chord in your heart yeah. as you recognize yeah. the pain that they're going through. Yeah. And, um, and uh we are in 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 this together you know we are to support each other as as as, as brothers and sisters in Christ in these moments and and so often and, uh, so often the question that right, that comes up i know from you know from certainly from a pastoral perspective is this big question why uh, you know particularly i mean exactly. i can i can remember taking the funerals for you know one or two people who well 
people who had taken their own their own lives. Yeah. Uh, those are mm. incredibly difficult uh, uh, funerals to actually take. Uh, and uh, certainly the one question the family is asking is why? Uh, if in fact you've got a you know a, a small child. You know, you get the question, mm. why? Absolutely. You know, yeah. and of course, to that question, why, there are no answers. Mm. There are no, That's was right. it God's will? No, it certainly was not God's we will. Know. We, we don't, don't know. We don't know uh, what is actually, uh, we know yeah. simply that we are living in a world of pain and suffering and heartache and disease, which will someday be done away with. Yeah. Uh, but is there good reason for these things to ha- happen? No, there is not. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I was actually having a, a good conversation with a pastor just this week and we were talking about the 1,000 years, the millennium, and he was mm. saying, you know, there's more to it than, you know, the Bible says we'll be doing a work of judgment in that yeah, time. Yeah. He says, I, he says I, I think there's going to be more to it than that. There's going to be a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of things that we did not understand here on this earth yeah. that we will have opportunity to talk to God and, um, you know, and, and experience healing and experience yeah. resolution in areas that just couldn't be resolved on this earth. And, um, so we oh, praise God that, uh, that God in his infinite love and wisdom mm. is going to one day make all things new. Amen. You know, this is, uh, I, I just want to just take a moment, Pastor Gary, just to, let's just, um, pause for a moment and just pray because I, you know, prayer is powerful and we can pray for, Pastor Chad, his son uh, Bo, and his wife uh, Rachel as well, and in the church there that's that's uh, going through some uh, a grieving time at the moment. Mm-hmm. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we we pray for Pastor Chad. We pray for his wife Rachel, their son Bo. We pray for this church, this church, over in America. Lord, they are going through such a difficult time right now, and Lord, we just pray that your presence would surround them, that you would fill. Fill their hearts with the sense that you are there, that you are there beside them, that your that their pain touches your heart as well. Lord, we long for the day when you will make all things new. We are reminded when we see this tragedy that this world is not our final home, mm. but that, Lord, that one day you will put an end to the evil and the suffering in this world. Lord, bless us as we continue to look at this very important subject today, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to come to some music now, and uh, and I hope you enjoy this beautiful hymn, written with such depth of meaning. Uh, it is, it's called, It Is Well With My Soul. When peace like a
That was Audrey Assad with It Is Well With My Soul. Such a beautiful hymn. And uh, if you ever get the chance, I encourage you to look up the story behind that hymn. It is incredibly powerful. Well, I want to just want to welcome uh, welcome everyone back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. This is Big Q&A with Pastor Marty and Pastor Gary. This week, we are looking at the theme, Death and the Supernatural. Is there a link? And we're going to be specifically asking the question today, is the paranormal just innocent fun? But before we get to that, we do have a free giveaway today. And uh, this book is called Spirits of the Dead by Joe Cruz. And let me just read you a bit of a description about this book. Most Christians believe that the soul is immortal by nature and that people go to heaven or hell the moment they die. But the Bible seems to say something radically different. This provocative exploration of the nature of death also explains why knowing the truth is so important. This is a great sharing book as well. You might have friends or family who are interested in this topic. Questions like, can the soul die? What does it mean that the spirit returns to God after death? What did Jesus believe about the nature of death? Can the dead speak to the living today? What about the thief on the cross? These questions are answered directly from the Bible in a way that brings truth and hope to the reader's heart. Now, if you'd like to get a free copy of this book, Spirits of the Dead by Joe Cruz, looking at this incredibly important topic of what does take place at death and how do we how do we relate to it? If you'd like to get a free copy of this book, you can text our studio number, which is 04-888-80811, and send us the code S. A one two one. Once again, the code is S A one two one, and I'll give you that studio number one more time. It's o four triple eight eight o eight eleven, and uh, when you text, you'll get a response from our Faith FM bot. And uh, he'll ask you a couple of questions so that we can get you this free book as soon as possible. And so. Pastor Gary, we're looking at this topic. Is the paranormal just innocent fun? And uh, you've got uh, got your Bible open, and uh, we. I'm, I'm looking forward to going through this subject together. Yeah, this this one, Marty, is a, is a really big one. You know, uh, the uh, the longer I I, I remain in uh, uh, in ministry, the more uh, convinced I am that this is one of the most relevant subjects for the age in which we're uh, in which we're living today. Uh, you know, a little while ago, I was actually reading. Uh, I was looking at the Atlantic, which is a uh, an international magazine, and uh, this is uh, it was actually. Had an article in there talking about uh, why do people uh, believe in ghosts, and uh, 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 this is this was some of the things that came out. But just just listen to this: a British tourist was visiting an historic island prison of Alcatraz in San Francisco. Uh, she claimed that she captured an image of a ghost in a picture she snapped on her iPhone. In the frame of what was otherwise supposed to be a picture of an empty prison cell was a blurry black and white image of a woman. The story was printed in the British tabloid, the uh, Daily Mail. Recent surveys, though, have shown that a significant portion of the population does actually believe in ghosts, uh, leading 
uh, some scholars to conclude that we are witnessing a revival of paranormal beliefs in Western society. Now, I don't know how you uh, uh, how you find that, uh, uh, Marty, but the thing I'm conscious of is that with all I'm seeing on the media at the present time, the special shows on this subject, I tend to believe exactly that uh, statement. Uh, a Harris poll from last year found that 42% of Americans say they believe in ghosts. Now, that's interesting because, uh, uh, you know, many are prepared to deny the existence of God and yet they're prepared to say they believe in ghosts. The percentage is similar in the United Kingdom where 52% of respondents indicated that they believed in ghosts. Uh, it seems that belief in ghosts is even more widespread in much of Asia uh, where ghosts are characterised as neutral and can be appeased through rituals or angered if they're provoked. This is opposed to our scarier depictions of ghosts in the West. According to Justin McDaniel, a professor of religious studies and director of the Penn Ghost Project at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, ghosts in Asia, he says, can be asked for help in healing humans, winning the lottery, and protecting one while travelling or even while pregnant. Uh, like American ghosts, they have an attachment to the human realm which keeps them haunting and helping humans. Now, you know, when I'm reading this, I'm sort of wow. thinking, you know, this is, this is huge stuff, you know. I mean, what is actually going on here? You know, it's a, uh, this is big. In China, Malaysia, Singapore, Vietnam, and, and uh, Thailand, the seventh month of the lunar calendar ushers in uh, the Hungry Ghost Festival, when it's believed that ghosts of the deceased are temporarily released from the lower realm to visit the living. Like in the West, McDaniel says, people in Asia have kept their belief in ghosts despite the rise in science, scepticism, secularism and the public and public education. In places like Japan, where secularism is very strong, the belief in ghosts is still high. Even hypermodern and liberal Scandinavia has a high percentage of people who are believing in ghosts. It turns out that a significant number of people having personally experienced paranormal activity uh, in a study published in uh, about 10 years ago in 28.5% uh, of undergraduate students surveyed at a southern university reported having had a paranormal experience in 2006 the Reader's Digest poll uh, found that 20% of respondents uh, reported that they had seen some form of paranormal activity now you know to me when you start looking at it, this wow. is huge and if they've seen it they've obviously told someone about it nobody well, would experience that and then keep it to themselves it's going to be something that they're going to share well that's exactly right and what you've what you've got here is that if you've if you've seen something with your eyes you tend to believe it that's the that's the issue in this, you know. I've, I've seen it with my eyes. Therefore, if I've seen it with, and, and it's interesting, one of the articles I did actually uh, also read in preparation for this was uh, people who had actually uh, watched the media television programs that have to do with the supernatural uh, are certainly more likely 
uh, to actually adopt those beliefs. Show a program, uh, something on maybe UFOs, and mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. the uh, time immediately afterwards, uh, you actually find the, uh, the belief in uh, that, uh, mm-hmm. that particular mm-hmm. supernatural occurrence, that paranormal mm-hmm. occurrence, mm-hmm. Uh, tends to go, tends to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I found this remarkable. You know, it really begs that, uh, that question uh, that we are uh, asking today, is the paranormal, is it just fun? You know, have you noticed how many people take elements of the paranormal just as a, I suppose, as a bit of a, a fun event? Well, today, Gary, it's plastered everywhere on children's programs and uh, movies and things like that. You can barely, you can barely put the television on or put on a movie without getting some kind of spiritual, sorcery, magic, um, you know, this kind of supernatural activity taking place. It's just, I mean, Boy, look at Harry Potter's books, you know, they sold by the multi, multi, multi millions. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just phenomenal to see yeah. our culture's fascination with this, in spite of the fact, like you say, it's all the scientific knowledge that supposedly tells us that uh, the, the, the supernatural is just... Uh, well, you just know, look just at the, in, the introduction of, of Halloween. Certainly when my children were growing up, Halloween was something that, that was an American thing that was done over there in America, yep. but it certainly yep. wasn't here in Australia. Uh, but now, uh, certainly huge. the end of... Huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you... And this is the thing, it's, it's, it is... Done in a very innocent way, you know, yeah. and and it generally tends to target the young, um, and and it's just seen as just a lot of fun, and yet, yeah, yeah. and yet I, yeah, I, I certainly, you know, I know for our kids, Gary, it's something that I don't, I don't go anywhere near that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've certainly, I certainly said to my children when they were growing up, uh, you know, you'll make your mistakes in, in in many areas, but I said, do not make a mistake in this area. Yeah. Do not touch it. Do not move any uh, close to it at all. Do not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm just so conscious of the, particularly, <clears throat> you know, students uh, who are involved in in Ouija boards. It's just a yeah. game, That's you know, right. is what That's I've right. said. You know, tarot cards, you know, certainly having their Having palms read this this whole mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, uh, dare I say it, even even astrology and uh, people, you know, will, will happily respond to me. Oh, but look, it, it's only a little bit of fun. It's not something that we can. It's not something we take all that seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, uh, the, look, what I'd like to do today, if I if I possibly can, is to take you to a a, a story in the Word of God, because to me, there are some incredible lessons uh, to actually be uh, to be learnt from this particular story and I'd just like to get your your feedback uh, on this one uh, Marty and of course uh, if uh, if our uh, listeners have got their, their Bible maybe might be at home and you've got your Bible handy if you've got your Bible handy just come to the book of Acts because this is a story that occurred in the early New Testament church it actually occurred in the uh, life of the uh, great apostle uh, Paul uh, he was uh, he'd come to a place called Ephesus now uh, he's preaching he's doing uh, He's doing his work of an evangelist at uh, at Ephesus, and uh, something takes place that, to me, uh, is uh, uh, is so instructive for for us today. And now, 
in um, in uh, uh, Acts uh, chapter chapter nineteen, and we're going. We, we start from verse eleven. That's where this story is recorded. If you want to pick it up, it's verse eleven, uh, Acts nineteen down to down to verse nineteen. So Acts nineteen eleven to, to nineteen, and um, this is uh, this is what it says. And let's just see what we can dig out of this. Uh, now uh, in verse eleven, it uh, it says this. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. Now, this is a really important verse, I think, to mm. actually give us the mm. context of what's actually going on here. Paul has started his his ministry in this town called uh, called Ephesus. Uh, I've been to Ephesus. I've you know, there's elements there that are still uh, still in existence today. This is a this is a remarkable place to actually mm. visit. It's being mm. dug progressively uh, out of the uh, out of the, uh, the the mud. And uh, uh, and this is what uh, uh, what occurred in Paul's experience in that town. He's working unusual miracles. Now, Marty, if God is using Paul to work unusual miracles, that would tell me that um, uh, miracles are possible uh, and the supernatural is something that is taught in Scripture. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Now here, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can. Th- let me just share one verse on that. Uh, in in Matthew twenty four twenty four, Jesus says, "Beware of false Christs and false prophets, who will perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect." Yeah. Now, if 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 Jesus hadn't, if Jesus didn't believe that miracles would be happening at all in the last days, he would have just said, "Beware of all miracles." Exactly. Beware of all people who claim to be a prophet, etc. So you actually have to test to see whether it's genuine or false based on the biblical tests. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that is actually so key. The thing that impresses me here, however, is what the scriptures record is that Paul is working what is what even in his day was regarded as unusual miracles. I mean, this is very powerful. This is, this is incredibly powerful. This is very powerful. Because what it means is that, you know, even unusual occurrences can Come from God above. Yeah, absolutely. Is that reasonable? Absolutely, of course it is. You know, this, you know, you know when, when I read this, it sort of it bounces out at me. You know, unusual. You know, picking up the handkerchiefs and the aprons that came from the Apostle Paul, taking them to the body of the sick, and the diseases left them, and evil spirits went out of them. I look at that and I just simply say, "Wow, this is this is so." Un- I mean, I I wouldn't expect God to heal in this way, and yet God on this occasion chooses to heal people through uh, this particular uh, method. Uh, my point is this, is that mm. uh, in the Word of God, the supernatural is something that is that is uh, that is normative. You see it in the ministry of Christ. Yeah. You see it yeah. in the ministry of the apostles. You see it in the ministry of the of the prophets. Uh, continually, you're getting the supernatural is part of scriptural teaching. Uh, and in this case, the scripture actually records that these were unusual a type of type of miracles. But then something takes place, and this is the thing that to me jumps out at me. This is the very next verse. Then some of, some of the itinerant Jewish extortionists 
took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Now, those who have evil spirits, this is a, this was a, a recognized condition. This is a real, a, a real problem. Uh, but uh, these are itinerant Jewish extortionists. Uh, and, uh, 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 whereabouts are we here? Sorry, I've just lost it. Uh, and they called on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who also did this. Now this evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know... And Paul I know, but who are you? Now, I find this incredibly important because what we've actually got here, we know that supernatural miracles are being done by Paul. They're being done even in an unusual way. But then you get some others who come along and say, hey, uh, we're going to do what Paul's doing, and uh, um, they try to command an evil spirit. Now, what's this evil spirit? Is, are there well, evil spirits in Scripture? Absolutely, absolutely. The Bible tells us that when um, when the devil left uh, heaven, that he took a third of the angels with him, mm. and so we understand that. Uh, and and the Bible talks very much about demonic activity, yeah, and yeah. and this type of thing happening, particularly in the last days. And so, but here, yeah, you have an example of of someone who's demon possessed, and the demon, um. Isn't isn't going to just come out because someone uses the name of Jesus as if it's like a magical formula, mm. but rather, yeah, this uh, the, these these uh, ex- exorcists they end up uh, they end up getting pretty pretty yeah they they, they get beat up they, they get beat up get by be- this demon possessed person and that's what occur- occurs next. The evil spirit answered and said, "Jesus, I know Paul, I know, but who are you?" The point that I'm trying to make here, Marty, is that we do find that the supernatural evil spirits do exist. Just because a miracle is occurring does not mean that it's coming from God. It might come from God, That's right. but there is also That's an right. alternative power within the Word of God that says, hey, uh, that... Uh, Things can come from a different source as well. Absolutely. And this is why I think we see some of the strongest language employed in the scriptures warning against contacting Mm. the dead. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, this is why, to me, this is not a game. Absolutely. You know, we, I, the movies that are out there today, particularly in the, the horror genre, yeah. um, the video gaming, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. this is uh, front and centre, is something that uh, I would I would counsel you. Uh, if, in fact, you've got this material, then you're going to have to do uh, what uh, is going to occur in this story very yeah. soon. Yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. uh, let's keep going. Then the man whom the evil spirit leaped upon them, overpowered them, seven of them, uh, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed, uh, and many uh, who had believed came confessing and 
telling their deeds. Then you get this verse 19 here that to me, I think is just so powerful. Mm, mm. Also, many who had practiced magic uh, brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and it was valued at 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. You know, if you actually translate that, if you read that in a modern uh, version, not the New King James, which is what I'm reading to you in, uh, that uh, 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 50,000 uh, pieces of silver Silver actually translates into multiple millions of, of dollars. There is a bonfire here where the Ephesians bring out, they have a bonfire and they burn their books of yeah. magic. Yeah. What's that? What is this saying? You know, there's, uh, there's no price too high to, uh, or, or rather, let me try and say it this way, Pastor Gary. The cost of burning the books is not so much as the cost of holding on to them. Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of people can sometimes think, oh, I've got these books, I've got these DVDs, I've got these programs, I've spent good money on them, etc. Somebody gave it to me as a gift or whatever the case is. Is it really worth risking having, uh, having opening the door for for demonic activity in somebody's life no way yeah, yeah. uh it's 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 something that once you once we understand the gravity of this yeah this is the only path to take yeah 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 and, and look to me as i look at this i just turn around and say hey there's an example here that's actually being set because i'm conscious that in our world today uh the uh, uh the impact of video gaming technology on on young people i'm conscious of the uh certainly the uh the uh the genre of uh, uh the supernatural genre you've already mentioned that the harry potter uh, series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this is laying the foundation to actually move in this particular area. Like you're saying, Pastor Gary, those who, um, listen to, watch, etc., the, the, the kinds of activities where it is, uh, normal to have someone from the dead come back and contact, or it's normal for supernatural activity to take place, which is not of a, which is not in harmony with the Word of God. If somebody is exposing themselves to that kind of material and our culture is immersed in it, yeah. it's literally immersed in it, yeah. um, then they're really going to be set up, they set are. up for deception. They are. Many they people, you know, report actually seeing a dead loved one. And um, if, in fact, even Christians, are, if I might say, Pastor Gary, if, if, if this belief, because we've kind of covered this in the last couple of weeks, if there's this belief that when somebody dies, they go soaring off to heaven or they descend into hell, and that there's some possibility that I might be able to communicate with them, then what kind of protection do we have against the myriad of deceptions that Satan can send our way? Yeah, yeah. And look, I think it's really important that one of the, uh, in Matthew chapter 24, where Christ is talking about the end times, he's talking to his disciples about what's actually going on. He actually starts, his very first verse is, be not deceived. When you actually read it in Luke's gospel, he starts exactly, the record is exactly the same. And uh, in Matthew 24, you find that same counsel is actually given three times. Be not deceived. Yeah. Don't deceive yeah. because there are 
many people who are going to be caught out. And you know, to me, I believe that this is one of the one of the big uh, deceptions of our particular era. Because you know, if something is supernatural, the assumption is this must come from God. Uh, well, the trouble is, if you read the scriptures, you find that there are actually two powers, of course, both of which of have course. supernatural uh, ability, and uh, uh, it doesn't. <laughs> a supernatural event doesn't necessarily come from God. Oh, Pastor Gary, this this is so essential, and and I, I'm just hoping that our hearers who are who are here today actually are going to get this free book that we're putting out on offer today. It's a it's called. Uh, let me just find that that title again. It's called Spirits of the Dead by Joe Cruz. And uh, this particular book answers a lot of these questions of can the soul die? What does it mean that the spirit returns to God after death? What did Jesus believe about the nature of death? Can the dead speak to the living today? What about the thief on the cross? All of these types of questions are answered directly from the Bible in this book. This book is probably one of the most important books that you could get on this subject. And so uh, if you'd like a free copy of this book, send us a text. Our studio number is 04888880811. Once again, that number, 04888880811. And the code to get this free book, Spirits of the Dead, is SA121. SA, like South Australia, SA121. Send us that code, um, and uh, you will get a free copy of this book. Um, and uh, we're going to come to some music now, and I uh, hope you really enjoy and are blessed by this song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise Just to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him Jesus, pray. 
is so sweet to trust in Jesus by casting crowns. Uh, welcome back. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Marty and Pastor Gary. And this week we are following the theme, Death and the Supernatural. Is there a link? And today we're asking the specific question, is the paranormal, is it just innocent fun? And uh, Pastor Gary, we've uh, we've got about, what have we got? About 10 minutes or so left and... Uh, I'm sure you've uh, got some more information to to share with us right from the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Marty, I I, I just really I hope and I plead. You know, I, I'm just so conscious that there are there are many sub subjects, there are many issues upon which you know Christian people, uh, non Christian people make their mistakes. Uh, but you know, to me, the the one the one area uh, that I hope and plead uh, with people not to become involved in is this area of the occult, the supernatural, mm. the paranormal. Uh, it's something that repetitiously in Scripture, what we we are counselled continually uh, to avoid is this particular area mm, it is mm, according mm. to scripture it's dangerous in fact uh, if i can just read you i mean I, I love the way the apostle paul climaxes his his book of uh, uh, to ephesus to the ephesians you know this is you know he was uh, you know he was there in uh, in ephesus uh, great as mm. the diana of god of the the ephesians and of course now he's writing his epistle uh, to the ephesians and just as he climaxes his book in ephesians chapter 6 he says something that I think is just so uh, so important. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. And then he says this, put on the whole armor of God. Of course, what he's thinking of here is the ancient uh, uh, Roman soldier. He's familiar with the ancient Roman soldier. He's aware, he's aware of how the ancient Roman soldier dresses. You know, he's got a, a, a breastplate. He's got, uh, he's got a a belt on to hold all his equipment together. He's got a shield. He's got a sword. He's got a helmet. He, he knows what these guys look like. I, I, I've seen these guys actually dressed up. I, I, well, do I remember going to uh, going to the uh, to Ephesus and uh, very close to there, there was certainly a, a display put on by, of course, you know, modern day actors. But uh, uh, they they came out dressed in full uh, Roman military regalia. Paul knew what the regalia looked like. Uh, uh, put on the whole armour of God, is what Paul says, that you may be able to stand, and this is the reason, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, Paul mm. believed mm. in a supernatural being. Uh, yes, he believed in the supernatural God called the God of heaven, but he also believed in a supernatural being uh, called the called the devil. And this is one of the foundational teachings of Scripture. You know, if you're going to take Scripture as it reads, then I don't believe you've got 
got any choice but to simply say, hey, uh, this is what the scriptures say. And then he carries on, uh, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Uh, Therefore, and then he goes on, I'll come to that in a moment, but how do you react to this? You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness. What's he really saying here, Marty? Yeah, Paul is, is exactly highlighting the fact that we are in a supernatural battle in our own strength, we are no match for the devil. Yeah. And that's why he counsels to put on the whole armor of God. In, in a spiritual battle, you need spiritual weapons. And, um, and Paul is, I, I think in some ways he's, he's highlighting the gravity of, of the situation here. He's, he's pulling back the curtain saying, behind the scenes, guys, there is something much more sinister and much more evil than, than what you see on the surface. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you see happening in the world is, uh, is simply the outworking of the evil behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. And, um, and so, yeah, I think he's, he's really calling the, the church's attention to the fact that we, we can't, uh, we can't muck around. This is the time to uh, to take our faith in God incredibly seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, that sums it up uh, beautifully, actually. But, you know, the thing that I really appreciate is what the Apostle Paul then says to these Ephesian believers. He says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, by which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Be watchful to this end with perseverance and supplication. I love what Paul's actually saying here. You know, as you sort of pull apart uh, that particular uh, armour collection, a lot of people don't actually realise what's actually happening. Uh, you know, here... Uh, in in the ancient uh, Roman uh, Roman army, uh, the uh, every every uh, officer, every enlisted man had this same amount of equipment. Some had more, some had some horses as well, spears added to it sometimes. But you know, the most central piece of equipment uh, on the the Roman soldier was actually his belt. Uh, take that, and it says here, having girded your waist with truth. You see. What happened was that the ancient Roman soldier had around his waist uh, the uh, a belt. Now, why was that so important? Well, the reason it was actually so important was because it held up every other part of the equipment. You know, you actually had uh, you had the uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the skirt the, that 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 he would wear. That obviously was held up by the by the belt. But what a lot of people don't realise is that there was a the, the soldier held a big heavy shield. Now, those shields uh, actually weighed uh, a considerable uh, number of kilos. These were, obviously these were strong men, but to stand in battle formation for an hour would test even the best. So what did they actually do? Well, they actually had a hook that was based, that went on the shield from the belt. So it was physically possible to actually stand there and have your uh, your shield 
shield held up, your shield of faith was able to be held up by a hook that was actually located on your belt. Mm, that's you, fascinating. You didn't have to hold it the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, to me, what was that saying? You know, when I discovered that, I realized that something really beautiful yeah, was happening here yeah. because truth was what was actually holding up the shield of faith. Yeah, uh, yeah. Truth was actually the key thing because once you have truth, you have understanding. You know what's actually going on. It's your foundation. It's your foundation. Yeah. You're not being – faith is – it's not blind. When your you faith know is the truth, blind. you're not exposed. You're not exposed to deception, are you? And that's exactly what was happening in the Roman army. The Roman army had the belt of truth because they knew what was going on. Do you know, Marty, if ever there's a time today where I believe we need to know what is going on, I believe it is today. There is so much fake news out there. Yeah. Uh, there is so much being pushed on our society and pushed on our children in a way that has never occurred before. And people are saying, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Well, And I'm reminded of the words of Jesus where he says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Indeed. Indeed. That's our foundation. That's our foundation. You know, I, there's, there's a writer, I, I read a lot of her writings, and she says, in the last days, the deceptions will be so close. I'm paraphrasing, but she says the deceptions will be so close to to what is happening, to, to, to actually, she says, the counterfeit will be so close to the genuine, the deceptions will be so real that it will be impossible to distinguish them Except, Except by the, the Holy Scriptures. Exactly. Exactly. And so we've got to know it personally. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, I just can't emphasize this enough. You know, there are so, you know, oh, this is, you know, this appears to be good entertainment. I've got no doubt that the magicians in Paul's day uh, were able to say, hey, look, you know, we can make good money out of this uh, this entertainment. What did they do? In Ephesus, they brought their books to uh, the Paul, Apostle Paul's feet and 50,000 millions of dollars where the books were burned uh, mm. in a matter in a matter of hours. Yeah. They took Amen. the correct approach to dealing with this particular subject. Absolutely, which is the which is the only way to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, uh, Pastor Gary, our time is up for today, and I uh, want to thank thank our friends uh, from Faith FM for joining us today on Drive Time Big Q&A. want to extend an invitation to join Pastor Gary and Eric tomorrow. They're going to be discussing what does the Bible say about astrology, channeling, and mediums, things that are incredibly well, they've almost become mainstream in our world today. But what does the Bible actually say on this important point? Friends, as we, uh, as we go, I just want to leave you with, with this thought, um, from the Word of God, where God says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. God has a plan for your life. What's His plan? It's a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You know, in another translation, it says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. What's God thinking about us? He's thinking good thoughts. He's wanting us to have a future and a hope. And as we walk in the light of the truth of his word, we can be sure that we will be fulfilling the plan that he has for us. Friends, we want to just thank you for joining us again. God bless you and um, look forward to catching up again soon. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.